welcome to Dear Pop Culture Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about pop culture that is dear to us. Yay! Brought to you by Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. Ooh. Um, and <laughs> I just, I was playing off the reaction from the guest. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I am Gina Harms. I am your host. And today I am joined by a very exciting guest, a comedian from Toronto and a host of their own podcast called Nostalgique about the pop stars of our past. Um, yes, please welcome Ben Sosa Wright. Hello. Oh my god. I thank you for having me. I love being I love being prefaced as like a comedian from Toronto. I'm like that's right. You know right. what I mean? Like, because here in Toronto, like everyone, you know, every we're from Toronto. Everyone's like, we're the we're the standard. You know what I mean? Why everyone? You're a comedian, of course. You're from Toronto. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> right. with anyone else, it's like, oh, they're a Montreal comedian because I came from Montreal, Toronto, and they're always like, oh, he's from Montreal. And I was like, you know what? Like only Torontonians would really kind of like create that binary, but. Mm. I'm glad because people should know that they shouldn't like me. You know what I mean? I feel <laughs> right. like I'm like, know now that I am your adversary. I am your enemy. I'm not to be trusted. You know what I right. mean? Yes, exactly. This, this kitten's got claws as, <laughs> as the children say. Um. <laughs> for, the, for the Vancouver listeners. It's funny you say that because I actually, I was like, Oh, it's weird that I did say that because for any guest I've had on from Vancouver, I never say that they're from Vancouver. <laughs> no, I I like I it assume. because I do like inflating the kind of stereotype of Toronto versus insert city here. I just think it's fu- I don't know something, and I'm not. From, listeners know I have not an inch of patriotism in me. I have no Toronto pride. <laughs> Toronto is a hellscape, a terrible city that that treats its people horribly, um, <laughs> especially its unhoused people. And I know Toronto pride. Toronto versus everybody. I hope they beat us. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. Toronto. Like when I see those shirts, I'm like, yeah, I hope we lose that battle. Like we That's deserve hilarious. to get our, our teeth kicked in a little bit. So Vancouver <laughs> listeners, Vancouver listeners, you know I'm one of you. I'm on your side. I want you Probably. to like me. Um, and I've never, I've never, my physically, I've never been to the west of the country, but spiritually, mm. I have. And spiritually, mm. I'm there. I, I'm there right now with you. Right. We feel your presence. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, that's so funny. I, I have been to Toronto one time for a week mm. and um, I don't know. It, it was fine. You can't uh, you can't really get a sense of a place after a I week. I mean, I'll say this. Good, good rest. Good food. Good, yeah. Really good food. That's but like, for instance, my my best friend's boyfriend is from Victoria um, and just moved to Toronto because he's a musician and like we'll go for like hikes in like the Dawn Valley, which is like green space for Toronto. But it's disgusting. You know, there's garbage everywhere. It's like it's like there's it's there's concrete like kind of in the you know what I mean? You're not in nature. You hear the highway and we're kind of like walking around. And I was like, isn't this nice? And like and like he's like, no. It is bad. Like this is, you know what I mean. Like this is, it's like when you're used to literally like crystal clear water and like mountains. I can only assume that like the city must seem disgusting. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a city. It's different. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like cities can be nice. Like cities can be pretty. You know, and Toronto just chooses not to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Unfortunate. (laughs) <laughs> Imagine this is this is my culture. This is my nostalgia. I'm like I just really want to talk about like urban planning and kind of like you <laughs> cities know, and cities, parks, bureaucracy, parks, and rec. Yeah. yeah, you know, like anything can be pop culture. <laughs> anything can be. Pop- I've always said that anything can be pop culture. That's good. That's yeah, cool. yeah. You know, it's pretty vague. Um, no, but uh, but uh, what's a uh, what's some actually like pop culture you've been into lately? Like, what's been during quarantine? Uh, what are you into? I mean, uh, there's so many answers to that question. You know, because sure. it's like they're obviously the things that you know you keep up with over the years. You know, your your RuPaul's Drag Race. That you know mm. we've had five five seasons of that in quarantine. But I think the culture, I, the things that like the thing I rewatched in like recently, America's Next Top Model, greatest oh show ever God. made. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, the, it literally, like it was so. It was actually it was really sad to watch it in quarantine because those girls are sequestered. 
you know, um, right. they are literally like, they are living in their own quarantine because they're filming a reality show and they can't leave the house. And it was so, so sad to, to see myself and those, those poor girls, uh, faces. <laughs> oh, God. but yeah. I love, I love that show, the theatrics. Um, it just, I can't get over how like Tyra Banks would, would truly abduct, you know, like 20, 20 girls ages 18 to like 20. Yeah. And would to take them to a house. They weren't allowed to watch TV. Weren't allowed to listen to the radio. Weren't allowed to call family or any <sighs> of that stuff. And then they would like wake up at 6 a.m. every day, do a photo shoot. Then she tire would scream at them. You know, one of them, one of them like wears sneakers <laughs> to judging. And she's like, You are a model. And it's this poor like 18-year-old girl who's never left her parents' house and she's yeah. just sobbing. And, and she worships you, Tyra Banks. Oh, and that's the thing. It's like, imagine, especially I feel like the reverence, the reverence we held for those type of people back in the day was yeah. way more than it is now. Cause now there's an influx of like anyone can be an influencer, really. But back then we didn't really have Instagram. So someone like Tyra was like, I mean, like larger I can't than imagine. life. I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd be, I'd fall to my feet. I'd be weeping yeah. on the floor and you can see it. You could see it in these, ch- and they're children. They are children. These they poor are. girls' eyes. And they're so, they're so hurt and they're so upset and they're so scared. That's the thing. And like, it's like, you just watch how scared they all are. And it's so, so sad, but I, I, I rewatched it all. All of I it. Loved it. That's amazing. I've, I watched a couple yeah. seasons actually during quarantine <gasps> too. Which seasons did you watch? Um, I think it's season four, which is the one they've tried to like <gasps> scrub, like where they go to mm-hmm. Africa. <laughs> yes. Naima, Naima won that season. Yes. Naima, that, that was iconic. And there's that iconic moment that aged so poorly where I think there were like four of them left and they went to Nelson, the Nelson Mandela's jail cell in South yeah. Africa. And one of the one of the girls, and I forget their name. I uh, I want to say Ashley, but Brittany. I think yeah. so. No, something like that. Well, I think Brittany sounds right. Brittany um, was the one who looked like Janice Dickinson. Yes, yes, it was her. <laughs> and she she would just like she her whole thing was she was a party girl. She had a kind of a bad attitude. And her best friend, and I forget her name. Kenya. Uh, Kenya, it was Kenya. I just watched and they it. Were, no, and they were they were awful to Kenya because it and it's yes. so baffling because Kenya, obviously gorgeous, thin girl, her whole narrative was like Kenya, you're gaining weight, and I was like, this is awful. Um, but Kenya and Brittany were like thick as thieves; they're like best friends. And then Kenya was like, well, they were in the car coming back from Nelson Mandela cell, and she was like, you know, this experience really meant a lot to me because I'm a black woman, and I think she also. She was mad that she didn't like go in first in the cell, but that's kind of separate. That's isolated. But either way, she just kind of like, this was important to me because I'm a black woman. And then Brittany like lost it on her. And it right. was so what she was, she screamed her face. She was like, shut up. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you cannot like, this is awful. Like the optics of it all. And, and even just like, you know, like listen to your friend, you know, she's telling you about a meaningful experience and they screamed at her, but yeah. that cycle was messy. And I didn't think, I I forget who was also in the top four. It was Naima, it was Brittany. Yes. Kenya. Um, Kenya. Oh, no. I'm getting this. There was a blonde girl. Jan. No, Joni? Was no, it Joni? different different that's season. a different cycle i can't remember Joni's whole thing was she she had her she had a teeth journey and now she hosts a show yes. on hgtv really yeah she's like renovating houses good for her um i know no, the, she looks great that's good the other thing about kenya just that sticks out because yeah they were all just like she's gaining weight and then they did the photo shoot where they all dress up as animals and they made her be an elephant and it was <gasps> just like this is too <laughs> this is too Awful. much <laughs> they were they were t- they were terrible they were terrible yeah it was they did so... stuff like that on purpose uh, they did well remember there was that cycle <gasps> was this the same cycle it was it was i think this was the same cycle where um the girl who her friend died and then the <gasps> next day they did a photo shoot in a graveyard in a grave yes yeah same Kaylin. cycle yeah that was the same. <laughs> I, I think she was the runner-up i think yeah you're right it was actually, yeah. that's that's what I was like, because a lot of the c- cycles are on YouTube, and um, yes. that one <gasps> isn't. Yes. And so yes. I, I 
I like subscribed to like the Paramount Plus because I was like, I need to watch this cycle because it's truly all of that happens. And then also it's one of the first one of the first photo shoots. There was multiple where they were all different ethnicities and they did blackface. Oh my God. They did that a lot. They (laughs) They did that too many times. (laughs) They were obsessed with it. And it's so funny because friends of mine who know that I've like, I'm rewatching it or or am like, and I say fan as in like, I, I have many issues with the show. I watch it as a more of a, as a chaotic gesture, as a neutral observer. I just yeah. have to see what happens. But <laughs> they know that I know a lot about the franchise and will be like, didn't they have that one photo shoot with blackface? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. There were three. <laughs> there, there were truly three. And oh, maybe four if you count the, the Michael Jackson photo shoot from All Stars. They oh did an All Stars and they all uh, dressed up as Michael Jackson and like... <laughs> There were girls who were, their pigmentation was drastically changed for the photo shoot. Whether or not we could call it blackface, I don't know. But there was, there was heavy applications of bronzing. But they did that a lot. They really, oh my goodness. They loved, I remember that, they did that once in the petite cycle where. But the, the gag was they, they were like blends of different ethnicities. So it was like, it was like, you're going to be Dutch and Polynesian. So it would be like, Right. This, it was like they would have like these outfits that were trying to incorporate aspects of both cultures, and then there was like <laughs> the the makeup of it all. And it was it was awful. Right. Really they was. thought it was progressive, and it was really just for the time. And like you know, if dare I say, <laughs> be the devil's advocate for America's Excel model, I feel like at the time the producers thought that they were doing like God's work. Like I thought I they were like so. this. We are getting, we are ending racism today. Like we are liquefying the conversation. Like they really thought that they were doing yeah. something special, which they they clearly weren't. Oh, uh, so funny. Yeah, it really is a chaotic franchise, and. It, uh, many episodes I love and I laugh, but then lots of them just make me feel so bad. Like you finish yeah. the episode and, and you kind of feel like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have seen that. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Um, I think like, uh, uh, I don't know, a recurring thing that comes up on this podcast. Cause we talk about like old reality television and it's all of mm. it is pretty chaotic like that, but it all feels very exploitative. Oh yes. Totally. <laughs> very exploitative. Like it's, I think I think also we as a culture had like this vindictive energy towards anyone who appeared on reality TV. Like yeah. the, the, it was like the connotation was like, you went on reality TV that immediately means like, you're not smart. You're a bad person. And all you want is fame. And that's bad. And yeah. so like anyone goes on a reality TV show, if we see them suffer or fail, like we're like, well, they deserved it. You know, they, they signed they up, signed for it. Up. they went on the show <laughs> and like, I even like succumb to that thinking as a kid where it's like, I mean, even the Britney Spears of it all, like, you know, we were, it was almost like we wanted to take down and they're, they were mostly women. They're almost always, always women yeah. is like, we wanted to take down these women who had uh, accrued like this fame and notoriety. And we thought that because you're famous, like, Oh, well you're not a person anymore. And you're kind of asking for all this negative attention because like, guess what, honey, that showbiz. And it's like, now yeah. I feel like, like no, we don't leave hate <laughs> in the comments. I'm like, everyone's a person. Right? <laughs> like, it's, like, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even someone like Britney Spears, people will be like, well, that's she, see, she signed up, but it's like, not, not for that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I feel like even when anyone like gets like hounded by the paparazzi, even as a kid, like I would kind of have this idea of, of like, well, so well, like, I don't care if, you know, I don't think this ever happened. Like Selena Gomez gets into a car crash w- because the paps are chasing her. Like that's fame. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, like people should be able to work in entertainment and like live a normal life. Like we shouldn't have this like uh frenzied, like obsession with, people who just like a work in entertainment. It's, it's kind of freaky. I mean, obviously being a fan of someone's work is like totally fine, but it's like wanting to like, we were obsessing over like a picture of like Amanda Bynes leaving a Starbucks like that. Like who's that for? Like why, why do we need that? Like just let her get every, she's getting Starbucks. Like what, you know, who cares? Everyone gets, everyone gets Starbucks. Okay. (laughs) Stars. They're just like us. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like with like Instagram, I don't know, like maybe that's 
I don't know, it's not really going away, but now it's like, oh yeah, we do see that they're just regular people, like, you know, yeah. they're on social totally. media. I yeah, uh, it's so it's so weird to be like the benefits of Instagram are X, Y, and Z. But it's like, yeah, that <laughs> is something that awful. <laughs> I think a lot of I think, and you know, shout out Gen Z, I will say as someone born um in the year 1996 who exists on the Gen Z millennial cusp, I identify. Ooh. I've I've chosen, and actually I don't think I've ever said this publicly, Gina. So this is wow. kind of huge. Exclusive. But I think I'm publicly identifying as Gen Z, um, which I know sounds crazy, but I thought, <laughs> why not be the oldest Gen Z you could be and just be a, a geriatric Gen Z, as I'm sure yes. they call me. But I think the Gen Z, they, I feel like growing up when Instagram was getting big and like for me in high school, it was all about curating and it was all about like finessing and filters and making everything look cool. And I feel like Gen Z now is like, you add a filter, like edit your picture, like you're a hack and you're bogus. And like, I feel like there's some validity and truth to that. Like it's kind of more refreshing to see like an unfiltered selfie or whatever, just see someone like not, it's not even about that. It's about someone not clearly putting in so much care to their social media presence. And it's more just like about, this is just like, I'm going to express myself on here. And this is a way for me to kind of like, I don't know, exist online, but it doesn't have to be like a curated persona yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I like that. I, um, I, I work at a coffee shop and I work with, uh, a, uh, fresh out of high school teen uh, Gen Z and tell me everything. <laughs> tell me everything. Tell me I need, I need, cause if, if I'm to pass the Gen Z, if I'm to kind of like, yes. you know, uh, do like Gen Z drag, I need to know what, so tell me everything they ever said to you. <laughs> right. So basically like, um, I followed her on Instagram and <gasps> she doesn't really post on Instagram. That's it. That's it. All. They don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Yeah. And yeah. And but so but we also have like a work WhatsApp group chat and um okay. she'll be like I'm running late and it's like a selfie of her at the bus stop like with like a <gasps> bored face. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's like she just or like everything is a selfie in the group chat. She's just like I'm see, doing this. This is great because this is proof <laughs> this is proof that you know what like I am a little bit Gen Z because yeah. I will I will do that and I feel like in and like in my friend's Insta group chat for instance if I'm like like I'll just send a quick video and be like you know good night I don't know or being like on my way so that's that's Gen Z Yeah I think I okay. feel like it's like um I don't think they use, I don't know if they use Snapchat, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's like um, mm-hmm. how Snapchat was used. You Do, do you know yes. what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, t- I, I totally know what you're saying. The kind of, the kind of like frivolous nature of Snapchat, the kind of like, like, oh, whatever, blurry yeah. selfie. Yeah. Yeah. Or even totally. like at, at work, she's like a selfie, like the debit machine is not working. <laughs> it's like, I love it. <laughs> The thing is, like, I want to hang out with her. Like, I want to go to. Like, I'm like, she's probably so cool. Does she have a nose piercing? Uh, no. Okay. No, she has no piercings. Um, okay. She wears the 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 like um, cho- chokers exactly. aren't in, but the beaded flower. The thing <laughs> necklaces is, Gina, are in. <laughs> before you even said a single word, and you said she wears the, and you put your fingers up like this, I knew exactly what I was. It's the beaded, it looks homemade, and it's yes. kind of like, there are maybe some little, like the classic beads with the white beads with the black letters, and it says something like baby, or it says yeah. something like, says something random like Tuesday. I don't know if the girls are doing that. See, yeah, a Gen that. Z's listening, and they're like, but you know what I mean? Like that, that type of necklace, and it's it's kind of like chunky. There's no symmetry to that necklace. Mm. You know what I mean? There, and then not in a bad way. It's like, there's no pattern that's being followed. It's just kind of like yeah. beads, but it's telling yeah. a story. Yeah. Totally. Wow. It, it. <laughs> I feel alive. Like I, I want that necklace. It, it's exciting. Um, working with Like I'm, I'm, I turned 30 this year. So I'm like, Oh, I'm literally Shut 12. Up. <laughs> wow. Know. You, the thing is, like, I was like, you're my 20, like, this is a 22 year old woman. To wow, me. thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, I, Gina, Gina, I mean it. I mean it. I, 
I I love that. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take that for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> Good. But yeah, it's just like it, you know, like I she I'm 12 years older than her, but I like I love <sighs> I eat up everything she says. I'm like, what is, what's going on? <laughs> It's, they are so, fa- sorry, we are so fascinating, yeah. us, us Gen Z, because, well, it is crazy because they, like, they are so much more plugged in than, like, I ever was at their age, I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, and obviously I have criticisms with infographs and whatever, like, um, like, uh, kind of like pseudo activist culture, but I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some merit to it. But like, I feel like they even just having that resource so readily available to you was not something really like. Yes, like if you had Tumblr, you know, like you were kind sure. of you maybe got it, but like people like weren't talking about like the environment. People weren't talking about gender. People weren't talking about these things as much as they are now. And I feel like that just makes for like. Of really like interesting youth. I mean, yeah, uh, interesting contemporaries of mine, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I, I almost feel a little bad because they like have to be because like when I remember when like an inconvenient truth came out and like we were like, wow, Al Gore discovered global warming this is crazy (laughs) it's wild but there was no there was a lack i didn't feel the urgency you know what i mean i was kind of like even i was like wow this is really sad but like i really can't wait for the grown-ups to kind of like take care of that yeah and now it's like gen z are like no we're we're doing we're we'll take care of it we're fucked yeah i we we watched an inconvenient truth and i was like okay i will turn off the tap when i brush my teeth i guess like and you, but you did that for like what a week? <laughs> yeah, because so, I was that same person. Yeah, it's not uh, convenient. Uh, it's that's the amount an of times I've, I've gone vegetarian from watching, <laughs> oh, like from yeah. just watching, like even like a trailer for a factory farming documentary. I'm like, that's it. And then I eat like cauliflower rice like one night. I'm like, this is easy. I'm like, I'm doing God's work. And the next day, I'm like getting a chicken shawarma, and it's yeah. like, there's no. It's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like our, like, I feel like we're just cursed. All of humanity. Yes. <laughs> Is that, sorry, that's too much. You can edit that out of the pod. You can no, edit I, that out. I think that's important. <laughs> I think, I think just in general, like, out of context, that, that it works. We, we are cursed. <laughs> Truly, we, we are. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just like, it's also so sad because I worked with children for many, many years. I was a director of a theater camp, if you can believe oh, it or not. Wow. And I, the, the, my staff, cause I, and this was like two summers ago was my last summer there. And I was like 23 and my staff were like 16 to 18 years old. And even like t- cultural touchstones that for me, everybody just like knew like that. So Raven, for instance, like mm-hmm. they didn't know, or I'd be like, or I, Oh, I will never forget playing Toxic by Britney Spears. We would do dance parties for the children and plug in playing Toxic by Britney Spears and having like half the camp like look at me and be like, what is this? Like, wow. why are you playing this? Like, the look of the, like, why are you playing this random song we've never heard? And to me, that is bananas because Toxic is like, to me, it's like you cannot even be a fan of music and you know Toxic by Britney Spears. To yeah. Me. So it's I like agree. I and there's so many instances of that working with working with people younger than me where I'm like, wow, like you you don't even know who like Ali and AJ are. You know? That is and crazy. Like, or the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> like they don't know who the Cheetah Girls are. And it's like these are like they informed me so much. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're better off without it. I I don't know about that, but like, I don't know about that either. <laughs> well, I I say this I say this all the time on my own podcast where Disney did Disney is one of the few things in culture that regressed. I think especially in their TV because in oh. as a kid you had you had Proud Family, you had That's a Raven, you had Smart Guy, all three shows featuring Black or Afro Latinx families. Even in Proud Family, there were Latino characters, there were Asian characters. They were like, they were doing, they were doing, it, and then like they move from that to being like dog with a blog, and it's like an Aryan family with a golden retriever, the most Aryan of all dogs. And it's like then it's like all these or like Good Luck Charlie, and it's like another white yeah. family. It's like I feel like, and even just like 
I think the creativity was lost. Even like a show like Phil of the Future seems a little bit too far fetched for like modern day Disney. They like they just want like a nanny in Manhattan. That's what was true. That show? Remember that? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah, they were all, actually. Um, now I'm like thinking about the. Aside from like Lizzie McGuire, they were all like pretty high concept. There was like Wizards yeah. of Waverly well, Place. This, well, Lizzie like, McGuire was still kind of high concept because there was a full. They were they were multimedia. With the animation. That's true. That was huge. I remember that was huge. And I remember like (laughs) even not at the time thinking like, oh, this is like a really cool thing. But then getting the void of that, like that being taken away from me and then being like, all these shows are so normal. Like give me the little cartoon Lizzie who's kind of like reacting to everything of the show. Yeah. Yeah. We get her like inner monologue. Like I used to have a so I used to have a stand up joke about Lizzie McGuire that I literally forget. So <laughs> sorry, listeners. I know listeners are foaming at the mouth. They're like, "Oh my god, what is the joke?" Oh my god! But, but it did. It was something about how like every episode of Lizzie McGuire, every show, like ended with like them kind of like confronting the bully. And I feel like that formula doesn't exist anymore. Like they're not like there was like it was always like a villain. There's always a mean girl who's mean mm-hmm. and the nice girl who's nice, and then butt heads. And then at the end, the nice girl would be like. Like, you know what? You'll always be mean. So I don't even care. <laughs> and they don't really, they don't even do that anymore. But what? Yeah. And, and they don't really do like sidekick character anymore. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lizzie had, Lizzie had Miranda, iconically. Yeah. Raven had Chelsea. Chelsea. And now it's like, where are the, where are the sidekicks? I don't even know. I, I, I don't but know. I don't even know what, uh, like what Me kids neither. watch <laughs> i don't think well here's the thing i i don't think they watch i don't think they watch i think they're on they're on their they're on their goddamn phones they're on their tiktok yes. it's they're on that their TikToks. Mm. and like they're all re-watching like the office i know it, i don't it's so weird <laughs> can i can i say something oh my god i'm so Please. excited for real. i like just like the office is just like fine to me you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> you watch the office and you're like, oh, right. They're doing like the diff- a different variation of like uh, the same joke, kind of like every episode, which is fine. That's comedy. But like, it's just like I'm like enough already, you know? Yeah, it's uh, is that crazy. I, no, I I'm not like a huge like I have I've seen it. I watched some of it like when it was originally airing and so i'm just like mm. i watch it here and there but i was i'm not one of those people i've never re-watched it on netflix like i don't know never no i feel like people watch shows like that as like an ambient kind of just to be in the background moment and yeah. i feel it's just like i'm like well, i don't think people are watching it with their brains and their hearts i think they're just watching <laughs> it with they're just watching it but their souls yeah. are their souls are off you know what i mean Ye- they're an auto you're an autopilot yeah, you know what I mean. Which I have for me. That's Gilmore Girls. I I will oh, say I, I will put we all that have on. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but which is fine. I, we we need it. We need it. Yeah, you know, and but I understand. Like it's like so insanely comforting to me. But I understand somebody being like, "That's yes. not the best show." <laughs> oh, totally. And there are movies. <laughs> And I listen, I love movies. I have a letterbox account. You know what I mean? Like I'm I truly I like cinema with a little accent yeah. over the over the E. Does that happen? Yeah. I think so in I French. But <laughs> I I really do. But there are movies that I if they're randomly on TV, say on the W network, I will drop everything and watch it. I'm talking about Devil Wears Prada. I'm talking about yes. What a Girl Wants, starring Amanda Bynes, the one where she goes to London and finds out that she's actually related to a lord, which is everyone's dream. And I just these movies that like are objectively bad. Like I'm never going to be like she's the man is like uh, the fine making of an auteur. But like, okay. These are movies that I'll watch, but I mean, but, but, but actually they are. And these are movies that yeah, I'll literally I'm like, yeah, She's a man is really funny. She's a man is actually really funny. <laughs> no, she's a man is truly probably I've seen the movie I've seen the most in my life. I, really? I, I love that movie so much. The, the, you know what part used to kill me as a kid when she's at the debutante like rehearsal thing and she's eating and she's, yes. she's eating like and that woman is like, chew like you have a secret. That yeah. line truly made me the person I am today. Absolutely. Right. I was like that type of humor. And remember it's when so they're funny. all fighting in that bathroom? Violent. Oh, yeah. But I loved it because I was like, these are gorgeous women and they are just beating the shit out of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
But not in like a misogynist. Well, I don't know. No, maybe. but like Amanda yeah. Bynes really like would go yeah. for it. Like she wasn't afraid to look stupid. Like yes. she was like, mm, no. like <laughs> Amanda Bynes. I'm okay. Oh my god. I'm I'm literally. I truly could get emotional. I'm not even joking. I feel. Yeah. I feel like my voice already quivering. Amanda Bynes is the greatest comedic actress of our time. And I think t- decades from now, we will revere Amanda's body of work the same way we look at like Lucille Balls. I, j- I mean that with every inch or like Carol Burnett. Like yeah. I truly like these are people who like, I think Amanda Bynes deserves to join the echelon because she, you think about every movie she's in, she commits. And not only that, these are the days where it's like, I feel like a lot of comedies now aren't, are like kind of like ensemble comedies, you know, as you have a movie, it's like, especially with women, it's like usually a group of funny women. And then each woman or each actress kind of gets a comedic role to play. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to be the uptight one. You're going to be the, the loudy one. You're going to be the <laughs> yeah. butch one. Who's probably a little bit on the bigger side. You know what I mean? These are formulas yeah. that we've, that Hollywood has kind of created, but Amanda Bynes would literally do all of that like she would play every she'd be the ingenue she'd be the girl you want to like you want her to fall in love like you want her to succeed at the end but you also when she when she like does slapstick humor and falls on her face we're screaming laughing it's hilarious it's hilarious and just like her mannerisms and like everything but then from she would snap to that to then being like you want to cry for her you're like the vulnerability so i love her i love her she's the man was probably her greatest comedic performance Definitely. But then you think of probably one of her last greatest ones, her work in EZA. She was the funniest part of that movie. That's so true. Yeah. Oh, I forgot she was in that. As like the Christian freak. That scene, she has a scene where she's sharpening pencils and it's like the comedic beat. It lasts like a minute too long, but that's kind of the joke. And she just, she's like aggressively sharpening pencils and she's blowing them and she's blowing them and she's like doing it aggressively and she's like shooting daggers at, at Emma Stone. And it was hilarious. I was like, and I remember watching that being like, Amanda's still got it. Amanda's got it. And I genuinely, I hope that, you know, given, give her some time. She needs, she needs some time to kind of just, you know, get her ducks in a row. You know what I mean? But when she comes back and hopefully she does, I hope that she does comedy again. Cause she was so, so funny. I hope so too. I'm like, uh, uh, every time like I see a recent picture of her, uh, like I like feel my heart. I'm like, Oh, I'm rooting for you so hard. <laughs> I will. I will say this as I, as I think on it, I do believe she has a face tattoo now. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Little, a little heart, a heart, a heart. On, <laughs> it was a heart, the heart on her cheek, which I remember seeing being like, Oh, like maybe it's just like a stunt. Like it's fake. But yeah. oh, as time went on, I think we learned it was real. I think it's there. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. <laughs> It's sad. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe um, actors can have <clears throat> face tattoos. <laughs> maybe Gen Z. Maybe Gen Z is like, listen, actors. We want actors with face tattoos. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's real. That's 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 a real point. And you know what? They, they could cover it up with makeup if it doesn't suit the character she yeah. wants to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god, that's fine. She's yeah. fine. Um. So, uh, I mean, we've already been talking like so much nostalgic stuff, um, but uh, what's a, you've mentioned like the Disney Channel, like what were some things that were like really like influential for you growing up? Well, in terms of like uh, cinema and literature, actually, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, big for me, huge for me. I will never forget being a little boy and watching the trailer. Of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movie, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Have you seen? Have you seen? I've se- I've seen the movies. Okay. I haven't read the books. Okay. I'll tell you everything <laughs> you need to know. So <laughs> Carmen and Carmen, I saw so much myself in her. We we share much of the same. She's half white, half Latino. Same same as me. She is dramatic. She's emotional. She's larger than life. Um, but she's kind. Of, she's vulnerable. She's a little fragile. Mm-hmm. Of her friends, she's kind of like. It's like she feels she's not the least pretty, but she feels the least pretty. They're all beautiful. That's kind of the most iconic thing of the sisterhood because they're all gorgeous. But she feels like compared to her friend, she's like, oh, like I'll never find a boyfriend. You know what I mean? And I always felt that way, mainly because I was gay, you know, and kind of in the closet. I mean, like I probably won't find one now, 
But anyway, I digress. This is not about me. This is about Carmen. And in the trailer, in the trailer, and I don't know if you remember in the trailer, in the movie, her storyline is her estranged white father is kind of like, spend the summer with me in North Carolina. And then surprise, she finds out out of of nowhere that he has like a whole other family. He's engaged to this woman, these two blonde stepchildren, which actually, Gina, throughout the books, Carmen develops a relationship with them. And it's really beautiful to see how that evolves. But... But she hates them, of course, obviously, and it's very, like, she lives with her, like, Puerto Rican mother in, like, an apartment, and then she sees her father living, like, this very, like, Caucasian, lavish, suburban lifestyle, and she's like, like, what the hell, man, you know? So she's upset, and there's this one moment where she kind of storms off, and then she she goes for a walk, and then she sees them in the uh, conservatory, the kind of glassy (sighs) dinner area, and they're all having dinner without her, and they're laughing, 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 and Carmen had previously stormed away. Because she was upset about something. Probably dad stuff. And imagine, Gina, I'm going to put you in Carmen's <laughs> shoes right now. Imagine this. Really? Imagine this. People, your, I don't know your relationship with, with your parents, but like, let's just say a, a relative you love has betrayed you. And then you're like, I'm storming away. I'm going for a walk to kind of gather my thoughts. And you come back and you see that relative just laughing it up with people you don't like. Oh. What would you do? I'll tell you what Carmen did. She took a rock. She threw it through the window of the conservatory and like they were all having dinner there. So obviously they yeah. saw it and it, the glass shattered. They all saw They all, and then they saw Carmen and Carmen didn't run away. She stood there and she let them all look at her. But in the trailer, you kind of only see her throw it. And I remember seeing her throw it. Right. And I was like, what was that? You know, what I mean? like I saw that and I was like, <laughs> what's the context there? And yeah. so I saw the movie automatically fell in love, had to read the book, read the book. There are five read the whole series. Tibby got this Tibby spoiler jump ahead dies in the last (gasps) book, the fifth book called sisterhood everlasting Tibby. She dies. She drowns in Greece. Oh my my God. I know. know. That's horrific. (laughs) I know. Wow. It's really, it's really, it's really sad. I cried crazy. And I didn't, I didn't know when I read it. I didn't look at, of I didn't, course. it wasn't spoiled for me. So then when it happened, I did, I could not, I, my stomach and keep in mind, Gina, these, <sighs> the first four books came out when I was like child into preteen and I'd all mm-hmm. read them and reread them in that era. The last book, sister everlasting came out when I was maybe 19, 20 even. Oh. And I read it as a man. And so I was like, these women I've known all my life. So for one right. of them to die, Oh, wild. That's that's crazy. So they like wrote yeah. a book like years later, the author years decided later. like, oh, I'm yes. going to write the, about them as adults and make it as adults, tragic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make it tragic. And they're like in their thirties, but the ending is, the ending is beautiful. And again, spoiler alert, jump ahead. If you don't want to know sure. how sisterhood everlasting ends, <laughs> Tibby in her like will had left them like a summer home so they could always summer together as sisters. Oh my god. That's I beautiful. Know. And then Bridget is like pregnant and Tibby had a secret daughter. Oh my god. In Australia, Gina. Wild. <laughs> what? I know. And Carmen, Carmen becomes an actress. Oh. I know. Good for her. And her story in the last book is she's engaged to this producer who's kind of mean to her. And then at the end of the book, she's like, I'm breaking off the engagement. Wow. Yeah. It's very like that's very beaches. Um, mm. I I just watched the film Beaches for the first time this year, and now I'm like, you guys, Beaches. <laughs> Wait, I feel I feel so dumb. What I don't know this film. Beaches. Oh my god! Tell okay. me everything. It's Bette Midler and <gasps> oh, is it okay. Gina Davis? Yes, I. Uh, people i'm gonna lose my gay card for this yeah you are uh Uh, no barbara hershey i don't know i said gina davis because i don't really know Mm. barbara hershey from much else um yeah i I don't really either yeah it's like these two it's like they they meet in childhood and bet midler's like this like actress and then um (gasps) they it's like about their friendship over the years and then like they're and then like then there's like years where they don't talk and they get in this huge fight and then um near the end barbara hershey gets really sick and then bit midler like skips her like comeback concert to like be with her friend it's oh my god i cried 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 i'm literally i'm, I'm gonna cry you saying <laughs> that to me i'm like of course she did that, yeah that's incredible 
It's, oh, I need uh, to watch that. Yeah, I just it, I think it's on Disney Plus. That's where I watched it. Uh, <gasps> oh, I I have I have Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. That's so oh, I love I I we need more movies that are life spanning. No movies are like yes. life spanning anymore. It's always like I yes. gotta give you a weekend a weekend in this person's life, which is like fine. But like, give me a movie that's like beginning to end, life, death. Give me all of their journey. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want. I don't want to wonder. I don't want to wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And also, like, um, I I think just because it's a movie that's just about this friendship and, like, mm. that's so beautiful. And, like, that's not really a thing in movies very often. Like, it's true. It's really true. I feel like uh, there used to be, like, really cool, like, movies about female. You know, I will say Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, the Maya Rudolph Christian Wing movie. That, not Maya Rudolph. I just always assume they work together, but Kristen Wiig oh, yeah. and um, her, yes. her, uh, the, the other woman. Um, yeah, <laughs> they. That was like I was like, this is a good movie about friendship. Like it was all about friendship. There wasn't. There was like a little mini romantic subplot, but like it was mostly just about their friendship. And I was like, I this is refreshing to see. Like I I like a movie where it's like it's about the the main relationship of the movie is like two friends. Yeah, yeah, I I liked that movie. It was really funny. Um. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be about a romantic interest. No. Exactly. Uh, like, I mean, sometimes I'm even like, I don't like, I don't even care. You know, you see a couple and you're like, I know you'll what, you got together and then what? You'll argue. Yeah. For you'll probably bicker. Okay. Yeah. That's that'll, <laughs> that'll be what happens. Yeah. But I need I I want to, I need to utilize the movies on Disney Plus more. I rarely I only watch it for like sue me the Marvel content. Yes, I watch Same. the MCU. <laughs> you do. Did you finish yes. Loki? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched Loki Screw. yet. Um, and yeah. prepare to lynch my body in the town square, Mussolini style. <laughs> have a, lines of Italian people spit on my corpse for saying this. But I, I'm also I'm a, a Marvel fan as well. I, I love the lore. I the comics. I read them. Dare I say on a podcast? Oh. But they're getting really cool. They're doing some really freaky shit in Loki. I say I you know I love it. It's Highly exciting. It's really cool. And it's getting the, the movies that are about to come out. I'm excited. Give me them. Eternals. I want it. Angelina yes. Jolie. Please. Yeah. I'm sold. Obsessed. <laughs> Angelina uh. Jolie is like an Im- immortal to us. So <laughs> it's so wild because she like was the queen of action cinema for so yeah. long. But then like she really was like, I'm going to make documentaries now about genocide, which is like do you of course but it's like i miss her and wanted like curving bullets that are going yes. through like a circle of people like it's a very dramatic shift to go from that to then being like let's see what these like orphans in, in croatia are up to i don't i actually don't know the depths of her humanitarian work but i'm sure she's me neither i don't know <laughs> We're glad she's doing it, but we we're also glad, want the glad. action movies <laughs> i know she tomb raider remember <gasps> My favorite movie of all time, Salt. Oh, I've actually never seen Salt. <sighs> Gina, it's incredible. P- picture this. Picture this. This is this is this is the hook of the movie. This is the inciting incident. This is the trailer. Even I remember even like watching this probably in the trailer. But yeah. it's Angelina. It's Angelina. Oh my god! See, I'm glitching. I literally just started. Like Angelina Jolie, she's blonde. If you can even imagine it, blonde bangs and she like works for the government and she's she you like, yeah, this is a good guy. You know what I mean? She's working for the CIA. She's on the team we're supposed to root for throughout the duration of this film. And then she's sent into this interrogation room to interrogate a a Soviet Russian scary defector spy something. And then he got this gives her like the trigger phrase or whatever. It, like she is, she's, she's there mama. She's clicked in. She <laughs> is, she is dangerous. And then she is breaking out of the facility. She is dying her, her hair black in a washroom. She is going on an adventure, but you're kind of like, who, what side is she on? Like, is she really like diehard KGB, like mother Russia? Let's do the gig. Or is she just kind of like her own woman? Mm. And guess what? 
choose her own woman because she goes to the submarine where her Russian boss is. And they're like, look, we found your husband who you've been like living with for years and years undercover. And then they shoot him right in front of her. And she Angelina Jolie being the best actress she is. She like her Russian spy, you know, training. She can't emotionally react because they'll know that she's in too deep. You know what I mean? So she gives this look and you know, for a split second, she's like, Oh, they fucking killed this man that I love. She's heartbroken, but she can't show it. And she doesn't. But then the rest of the movie is her getting revenge on those men. And she takes, she takes them all down for killing her husband and her husband iconically. And I remember being like, this is why I'm going to be a writer. Like that's the details like this. Her husband was a spider expert. He was like an arachneologist. If that's a (laughs) phrase, if that's a word, but his whole thing. And in the movie, they're like getting the first scene. They're like getting ready for work. And he's like, got to get to the spiders. (laughs) That's incredible. Oh my God. It's a really good movie. I love Uh, that movie. I should watch it because like, Ugh, they always try and make these like female led spy movies and like they're always they're usually not very good. <laughs> no, they're and they're 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 always like just filmed through like a male gaze of like it's yes. like it's like cleavage and like you know perfect yeah. I love I love a spy movie that like won't have a woman like with like she just got a blowout you know what I mean and she has perfect makeup on it's like yes. I, I haven't I actually haven't seen Atomic Blonde but like the that oh I was the thinking of Theron, that yeah. I, like that feels to me like an example of a spy movie where they're like no like she's like a fighter you know what I mean like she's like yeah but still glam, which I, I love the glam. Don't get it twisted. I mean, give give me the glamour, but give me the glamour of like, but then take it away. <gasps> wow. Right. If I <laughs> if I was a judge on a reality TV show and said that, that would make that would be in the supercut. You know what I mean? Like that was really good. Yes. Yeah. That's Is that crazy true. to say. I <laughs> no. just I'm just saying like if, if if someone like if a guest judge on like RuPaul's Drag Race is like give me the glamour but then take it away, I would be at home be like yes. Yeah, that yes. would be in the preview for the for that episode. Yes, but you would, I would say more emphatically, I'm like give me the glamour but then take it away. Then take that it would away. be it. Yeah. yeah. And then and then it would cut to like a drag queen like crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that would that would be it. Oh my that's god. Incredible. What spy movies? What spy movies do you like? Um. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> we, I. You know what? One came to mind that I love. Spy with Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh my God. That was truly funny. That was it so was funny. funny. Yeah. Rose Byrne's hair in it. The wigs. Yes. Hysterical. I like that movie. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. And there was. Wasn't there like another? Why am I making this up? Wasn't Melissa McCarthy in another spy movie recently? Is that or am I glitching? Maybe I I haven't oh, really no, kept it was, up. It was, a co- it was the cop one, the Heat. It was the Heat or something. Oh, with, Sa- with Sandra Bullock. That was also right. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. I... And you know what? I also like the other one she did. What was it called? The the boss one where she had the girl guide cookies empire. Oh, I didn't watch it. It was funny. I watched it like with my parents or something, and I was like, "Yeah." I was kind of like, oh, "I can't believe I'm going to watch like one of these." And then I That's was like, a "You classic know what? Movie. I like If I was it. with my mom, I'd be like, "Let's watch this." <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Those movies, it's like, it really you watch it and you're like, "Okay, like this is what they mean when they're like th- when they're making these movies." I feel like they're making it with the intention of like it's fun for everybody. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. this is fun for the whole family after all. Like they 100%. did it. They did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing <laughs> because honestly it's like as much as i i love like an independent film it's like i'm not gonna want to like i don't want to watch like a gritty sex scene with my father you know what i mean like if totally. i watch a movie like spy at least there's kind of like this guaranteed thing of like i'm not gonna have to watch like someone like you know get railed or, like i don't yeah. know or watch something like really intense where we're both kind of like oh, oh my god you know what yeah. i mean like it's it's going to be light and fun throughout yeah yeah um i my i like watching comedies with my mom and then she listens to this podcast so she'll she's going to laugh <gasps> oh, yeah, but um, wait, what's your mom what's your mom's <laughs> name what's your mom's name linda <gasps> linda <laughs> linda Shout linda means pretty in spanish so oh yes yeah um, so, so you're welcome. So that's my Linda. mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, um, I love every time we watch like a comedy or something, it ends, and then she always goes, 
well, that was silly. But like, you know, like she <laughs> she she loves it, but she's always like, that was silly. Oh my god. <laughs> that is the most that is truly adorable. And I, I love that because that is a very that is like very like a mom thing to be like, oh, like it's like it's like admitting that you had fun, but kind of like also at the same time being like, but you know, like that we, we mustn't cross the line. You know I know. What I mean? Very, Which is yeah. like, my mom's like not even like that, like proper type of, you know, like, so no, I don't know. Like, every- even, yeah. My mom is like very, very chill. But like, if we're like mm-hmm. watching, say like a very like whack SNL sketch where like the joke is that like whatever they're fingering each other or something like my mom will laugh but there's then there's that disclaimer of like oh well that's ridiculous you know what I mean and it's like (laughs) it's like it's like yeah it's like you it's almost like you want to be like I don't know it's like I feel like if 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 she were with her friend she probably wouldn't do that that's (gasps) true wow Wow. our parents are people (laughs) oh my god every every day I learn that wow that's true have to remember wow. that <laughs> i know sometimes i'm like mm, i need to be nicer to my parents because like truly one day they're gonna be so old and lately i've been thinking that and i'm like that's wild to me yeah it it, it it's you don't want to think about it <laughs> i know i won't i'll stop it i'll stop it <laughs> yeah stop it <laughs> oh god um let's see so there was sisterhood of the traveling pants um then mm. then uh was there like what uh what was your favorite like Disney show? Like that's so Raven or Oh my god. See I mean, it's hard to so... choose. It is hard to choose. I will say I just I really want your listeners to think that I'm not like a freak who like still watches Disney. Like I feel like I came across that energy as that at the beginning <laughs> because I was but I really just came out the gate really excited to share. Yeah. But, um, I will say, <laughs> I to this day, I think Proud Family is is one of the best Disney Channel shows. I mm. loved that show. I thought it was so so funny. There was a character whose name was La Cienega Boulevardes, which is a street in yes. LA. And you didn't I get remember, that till I was older. <laughs> well, I remember like my watching it with my family and my mom. I remember like wanted me and my brother to watch it because there was like they would speak Spanish in it, and my mom was like very keen. And she's like, I want I want you to get some culture in kiddos, get, get nice. some of your heritage in there. But which is like funny because it's like truly a Disney show. But anyway, <laughs> I remember watching it and then like my dad like chuckling. Uh, the mention of the name, and I was like, "What was that? Like, what's so funny?" And then my dad being like, "That's the name of a street." And I remember being like, "That is so funny that they would like name a character like that." And then there were all these other kind of like absurdist choices that the show made, like the three, like there were three bullies, and they were like all blue, like they were colored differently. There right. was, there was like, I don't know the, and it was like they were doing like freaky shit sometimes. It's hard to explain, but there was something. There was almost something like an anything goes in this universe vibe, like a chaotic nature that I loved. And they did that in kind of like Dave the Barbarian as well. They did that in like oh, I forgot about that one. What are some other shows? They were. Uh, yeah, like or Phil of the Future. Phil of the Future had really wacky comedy, and the stakes were always kind of ridiculously high. It was time travel, and I yeah. feel like they don't—they just don't do it like that anymore. Yeah, like it's very there was like low stakes. Yeah, there was this like absurdist quality to these shows that was like very yeah. funny and like. And now it's like nor- now it's too normy, but I really, uh, I also this isn't actually Disney, but I love Zoe One Hundred and One. Oh, I didn't like super watch that show. I've I've seen a couple episodes here and there, but uh, I loved it. I wanted to go to that boarding school so oh, badly. Yeah, like it was so like on badly. a beach or something. It was in, it was like in like the hills. I don't. Here's the thing, Gina. I'm gonna have to stop you right in your tracks. It wasn't it wasn't by the beach because there was an episode where they they took like a bus to the beach, and I was like, oh. if it was right by the beach. So I'd probably just walk. Yeah, I could be an investigative reporter by memory. Okay, but they they were like in like these cliffs. They were in like the the or like the hills of California. Yeah, yeah, and it really felt like. I w- wanted to go to that school. I was like the independence they got watching that as a child and watching them like live in a dorm and like, you know, eat their meals like together. Like I was like, this is so cool. Like I wanted that. Yeah. yeah that seems very cool. When you're a kid, you're like boarding school. I know. Let's go. But now I'm like, obviously nothing <laughs> else seems like more of a nightmare on earth to me now living in a dorm. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, not at the time I was like, that's glamorous. 
Totally. And it was a uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. I know. So Adam weird. One got to <laughs> her down. That Jamie yeah. Lynn. You know what? <laughs> remember when? Remember as a kid when Jamie Lynn Spears? It was revealed that she was pregnant, and I will never forget coming coming home from the school. And my dad was like, "You'll never believe this." And I was in grade six or something or grade seven. So like, I knew that people could get pregnant. Like I had been in health class. Like I knew. <laughs> I kind of knew possible. that. W- I knew that teen pregnancy wasn't was something that happened, but it was still kind of fresh. And then my dad telling me that really like I remember it blew my dang mind. I was like, I can't believe, like I can't believe it. This is it was crazy. Never, it was crazy. Looking back, I'm like, and then the, then I went to high school and like girls would get pregnant all the time. And if anything, right. I was jealous. I was jealous. <laughs> but I, I, I remember being so scandalized by that. And then, but then as a result always kind of rooting for Jamie Lynn Spears in a weird way. Like, even though she kind of like remained in obscurity for so long, I would always kind of be like, wherever she is, I hope she's great. And I hope her kid's great. And I love her. And I'm thankful for what she gave. So I feel cheated, Gina. I feel like she betrayed our benefit of the doubt. She betrayed our trust. She betrayed. I'm so angry at her. And looking back, I'm like, she lives in, she lives in Florida or something. She voted for Trump. No doubt about mm. it. So it's like, there are these things where I'm like, Jamie Lynn was always the villain. And you know what? Yeah. I also remember that time she pulled out a knife at, at a chicken restaurant. Do you remember I don't that? remember this at all. This was, this was years ago, but she, <laughs> but she did do that. But I remember watching that and being like, oh, she's badass. But now I'm like, right. no, she's, she's a Karen. <gasps> wow. Oh, wow. That's creepy. wild. I just got chills. I know. I got chills as well. I I really want them to get to to help Britney get out of there. It seems kind of wild. Oh my god, it's crazy. I I haven't really yeah. talked about it much on this podcast, but like, um, yeah, they just came out like maybe she can have her own lawyer. So that's good news. Yeah, but it's just like when when will we live to see it? I know it's so when will crazy. We live? When will we live? <laughs> when will we? We're not living until we see it. That's the thing. I'm asleep. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I'm. As long as Britney is not free, I am not alive. My life will begin. I will start paying taxes when Britney. That's what we should do. If we yes. all were, if none of us pay taxes until Britney was free, we should go on strike. Yeah. I oh my god. Go, I would. I would go on strike for that. Me too. For sure. Uh, yeah. I know. Hands down. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I genuinely feel bad for her. Oh, yeah. It's really <laughs> sad. <laughs> I truly, I'll get myself like into like a frenzy talking about it. And then I'm like, it's actually like, I'm like right now, she literally is just sitting at home, just kind of being like, well, I know. here I am. I do follow her boyfriend on Instagram. <gasps> He's hot. He's hot. <laughs> But That's he's, pretty he's much hot. all he offers. <laughs> he's hot in a way where I'm like, I would never want to hook up with you, though. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. Like it he be, looks it like would, a be too much. I yeah. yeah I, no. I would see that on Tinder and be like, oh no, I can't. <clears throat> That's high maintenance. <laughs> it's also like people who have bodies like that where they're so built, they clearly go to the gym a lot. I'm like, that is all you're going to have to contribute conversationally. Like if you right. put in that much amount of time, your lived experience is going to the gym. So when we speak, I will have so many things to contribute. I'm talking about a YouTube video. So I talk, I talk about a walk <laughs> I went on. Maybe I talk about getting a snack, but all he'll have to say is like, I, I went to the gym. Right. I spent four hours at the gym today. <laughs> Literally four hours in the morning and probably four hours at night every day. Yeah. And, in bet- and then in between that, he's at his job. Right. People, have you ever have, listen, oh my God, I'm about to blow everyone's mind. <laughs> so, you know, all these gym men that we see on Instagram, have you ever seen them out at a bar? Never. Because they're never going out. They're never no. going out because they're like, oh, I don't drink. Or they're like, oh, I got a, I, you know, got CrossFit in the morning. So it's like they're never, you'll never find them. You'll never find them out in the wild. No, they're not having fun. They're not. Yeah. Not, and I'm not sorry. my idea of fun. And if any of your listeners are gym rats and they feel offended, <sighs> I say, come, come at me, girl. That's what I say. Yes. I, I, I am like laughing thinking of like somebody listening to this podcast like at the gym 
<laughs> yeah. like, who's, who is doing that? <laughs> I know it's funny. Sometimes, like, I'll have like kind of like an an accusic an accusatory an accusatory is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, tone towards my listeners of my podcast where I'll be like, listen up freaks. And I'm like, no, like they're actually all probably good people. Like I think at this point we don't have any, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. sure everyone who listens is like incredibly like-minded. I, I mean, would think so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you never, you never know. know. Some people, some people hate listen to podcasts. Ooh, it yeah. Fuels their, it fuels their rage. There could be incels listening to this very episode and they're just using, they're just using it as kindling for their, for their rage fire. It's true. Ew. I, know. I don't, I, I can't, I'm not a hate, listen, hate watch person. I'm no. like, I just wanted to no. enjoy the thing. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a Taurus. So we don't have time for That's our thing. We don't do that. Oh, okay. I actually don't know if that's true, but I do just like to make any kind of like declaration <laughs> about Torians and just be like, well, I'm a Taurus, so that's it. Right. So if yeah. you were one, then it must be true. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Torians actually kind of like we don't have to like we don't have to pay taxes. That's kind of our thing. Amazing. I'm obsessed <laughs> with taxes today. What is that? That's like my second time I mentioned taxes. It's a recurring theme. I know. Clearly, I'm stressed about something. Who knows? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Subconsciously. The tax season is done. I did all that, right? No. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I log off. I oh my god. <laughs> um God. Uh we actually are um at out of time though. Um Oh my goodness. The buzzer the buzzer went off. We're done. Uh, yes, but I, I actually always like to end with like a few quick qu- questions, quick yes. cues. Oh my god, I'm scared. Um, so I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this as a Gen Z, but I ask everybody, uh, "What Spice Girl are you?" Oh, well, sorry, <laughs> let me Google. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, here's the thing. Uh, okay, this is really really hard because I feel like I'm two. And okay. these are the two I am. And I think I'm two of them in equal measure. I'm equal parts scary and equal parts posh. I'm yeah. very Mel B. I'm very chaotic. I'm very kind of like, I love to have a good time. Um, I love to speak my mind. But I'm also uh, Victoria Beckham in that I love to kind of like put on my sunglasses and then become anonymous or kind of, I love, because she's, Victoria Beckham, she's a comedian. She knows exactly what she's doing. She, totally. Every time she's on a red carpet or on an interview, She's, and I'm sure a lot of it is based in her real personality, but she's amping it up. She knows exactly what she's doing. It's very like, I'm going to give the gays everything they want type of energy. Like (laughs) she really, she knows that like, we want her to make a joke about, uh, I don't know. Something I don't know. We want her to make a joke that's um, shaming someone's outfit. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, or like, like the that. picture, we- the pictures of her with like her legs straight up in the air. It's like <laughs> she she knows what she's doing. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Oh my god! This is my favorite picture that ever existed on Instagram. Remember that picture? One of the Spice Girls, maybe it was Baby, posted this. They were all hanging out together. It was a selfie of them all. This was a couple years ago, and it was like daytime. And then in the <laughs> Okay, in the background of the picture on the kitchen counter, there was a cell phone, and on it were like four, three little lines of cocaine. And like all of the comments were like, "Oh my god, the girls are partying like fun." And you look at the picture, and you're like, "Those they, that's coke on the phone." Like they were they were doing it, and but they their excuse or what they said, they were like, "No, that's the light. That's the light hitting the phone or something." And you look at it like there's no in way. three lines. In three perfect lines with a, like a rolled up, uh, a, a, what a pound. Um, but yeah, and so wow. that that I love for them that they that they're that they party together. <laughs> oh my god, I don't. I need to look up this picture. I've never. But I think did, has anyone ever given you two answers, or am I only allowed to pick one Spice Girl? Um, no, yeah, people give me all kinds of answers. Like you can okay, pick good. two, or you can I don't know. <laughs> However, you I, interpret the question. Perfect. Okay. Then I'm going to do a little dance. I'll tell you in a dance. I do a little dance. Okay, perfect. No, I I wouldn't. It's hilarious. Um, Okay. And then the next question I have is um, if you could uh, go on tour with like any pop star, who would it be? Like former, past or present? Past or present? Oh man, that's really, really tough. Oh my god. I mean, my brain was kind of went first, like Beyonce. 
fiance, but like she wouldn't be fun to hang out with on tour. I feel like, like I feel like she'd be very no. like focused. Um, oh, Rihanna, Rihanna. Oh, great, great answer. Yeah, of course. Oh my <laughs> and, god, that would be so fun. Yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, unfortunately, a past pop star. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, okay, and then. Hmm, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, sure. Why not? If you could like live in any um like TV show or like sitcom <sighs> where, oh world, where would you go? <laughs> oh, I'd I'd want to Oh god, I got to go with You got to go with that so Raven on that one. Yes. I want to be I want to be a psychic in that universe. Remember the Psychics Club at their high school? Iconic. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I was obsessed with that so Raven. Go that to the Chill truly. Girl. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, and then you're, you're living in San Francisco. That's fun. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. And then uh, later, um, Corey's in the White House. I've never watched that show. But oh, I, I That's a different world. I know. <laughs> that's a different universe. And like, when, when, when the Baxters moved to DC, I was kind of like, no. And then they, they, wrote, no. they wrote off the mom and they were like, oh, she's like studying law in London, which I'm like, good for her. Yeah. That's, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Yeah, They're like well, I remember they started one season by being like, "We all got to pitch an extra because mom is in London studying right. law," and I was like, "That settles that, right? Yeah. <laughs> done, done, and done. Yeah. She's out of there." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, um. Well, that's great. That's all the questions I have. Um. Thank you for doing this, and um, uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Um. Where can people find you? You can find me at Ben Sosa Wright on all social media platforms and my podcast Nostalgique on the Sonar Network. Yes, <laughs> it's a very funny podcast. I love it. Um, <gasps> no, uh, Gina, <laughs> that is Sorry. so nice of you. I yeah, we have lots of fun. It's it's very. I think if you like this podcast, you'd like Nostalgique. We we love to talk about pop culture and, and stuff like that. And we got to have you on. We'll got to have you on Gina when we start recording uh, episodes oh in August. We'd we'll love little, that. How about my producer shoot you a little email? This is Beautiful. some BTS, some BTS <laughs> info. <laughs> the, listeners are, the listeners can't believe they're hearing this right like now. Like what's happening? How um, the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, amazing. And uh, for this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Dearest Pop Culture. And you can subscribe and tell your friends and do all that nice stuff. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.